This is an essay written by Dr. Vern Swanson, who was the director of the Springville Museum of Art in Springville, Utah. It was published in the California Art Club newsletter in the spring of 2005. It's titled, Today's Art Education in America, There's a Third Alternative. With each museum exhibition, a director takes advantage in the accompanying catalog to impart some idea crowding his mind. Last year, for the Springville Museum of Art's 80th annual Utah Spring Salon, my observation in viewing over a thousand entries was the lack of any apparent classical realist or natural realist art education provided by America's colleges or universities in the visual fine arts departments. I bemoan the fact that the graphic design or illustration departments and the studio areas or fine arts departments were woefully inadequate to meet the needs of present and future realist fine arts. Thus, our best traditional artists must settle on second-rate training in art education. As if this wasn't bad enough, a second problem has sprung up over the past 30 years. The Bachelor and Master of Fine Arts degrees are usually given only in the studio areas of most visual art departments. The MFA is the terminal degree required for teaching in an accredited university studio fine art program. But since by style or inclination most university studio art professors are modernists or postmodernists, their official art, there is an antagonism towards contemporary traditional realism. Talented realist students do not feel comfortable in this hostile environment and don't believe there is anything for them in most collegiate BFA and MFA programs. Conventional straight realism is anathema for the modernists believe that realism is only valid when used creatively in some humorous or denigrating manner. Hence, almost no classical realist and only a few natural realist-oriented MFA graduates exist. This conspires to prevent such realists from teaching in studio art areas in American colleges and universities. This catch-22 situation makes the visual art departments nationwide less contemporary academic and more contemporary modern. The MFA professorship positions are almost exclusively supplied by postmodernists and thus only postmodernists can teach at the university level. This one-sidedness is now increasing to full hegemony. The lack of art training begins even before art students leave high school. For the past 20 plus years, the Springville Museum of Art has hosted Art Portfolio Day for high school seniors who wish to attend Utah institutions of higher education. Most Utah colleges and universities are present to interview student artists, critique their portfolios, and award scholarships. The major universities are represented by both their graphic design and studio art areas. The studio areas always seem to pass traditional realist students to the graphic design, illustration, or commercial art area. An example of this occurred on March 13, 2004, during Portfolio Day. A certain university art professor recommended that a gifted realist art student from Waterford Academy go over to that table, designer the illustration area, and not to the studio table, the fine art area, to interview. I have seen this happen numerous times over the years. Why would talented realist students be directed to a section that many in the studio area consider non-art or a lesser art form? Could the studio area not handle a classical and narrative realist art student? Was the design area better equipped to train and educate a traditional realist? Since most collegiate art studies are pervasively postmodern, 
is the pretense of relegating young students to the design area and admission of disdain, inadequacy, or fear for their form of art. Has the design area of U.S. colleges and universities adequately served our most gifted realists? From my viewpoint, I resoundingly say no, they have not. Students interested in postmodern are well served, and students interested in advertising and illustration are well served. But talented, serious, and ambitious traditional fine art students are not. In fact, too often we find the full potential of their artistic talent shattered and their expressive voice irrevocably altered. Few design areas and visual art departments have the gravitas to satisfy the most talented realist students. Now the most technically challenging academics curriculum is not adequately taught by a single art professor of note. Though most visual art departments have a foundational curriculum of figure drawing, painting materials and composition, etc., to stay accredited, none have the profundity needed. Studio areas say they have rigorous coursework in the academics of art, but most of the professors are postmodernists, a definite non sequitur. Why should our universities hire instructors to teach painting methods that they don't practice in their own art? Shouldn't traditional professors of art teach traditional modes? I wonder what they would say if modern classes were taught by classical realist artists. Every art professor should teach to their strengths, be it modern, traditional, or visionary. Professors teaching in the design areas of visual art departments are, of course, fluent in design. They instruct on how to quicken the pace of picture making to meet deadlines and, and how to use photographic and digital computer images, but hardly any are great academic painters, per se. Most paint one molecule thick on the faces and hands of their figures. They are laughingly called the classical realist tinters, not painters. Most paint figures by using value, not temperature, i.e. light to dark, not warm to cool colors. Most design professors rely upon shallow stimulus by overusing photographs, projected or digitized images. The students learn these methods and are hurt by them. Of course, it is not the fault of the design departments because their purpose is to train graphic designers, advertising artists, and illustrators, not fine artists. Most high school teachers preach the direct use of photographs and eventually the students become dependent upon them. Instead of transforming the real three-dimensional world to the two-dimensional on canvas or paper, they work from the two-dimensional and therefore their work becomes flat, boring, and artificial. It is very much like a child who has everything paid for them. They never have to contend with the real world, as opposed to the child who struggles and learns from life experiences. The photograph, instead of being used as slight reference material, becomes the entire substance of the work. So we now have all of our best realists tainted by inadequate teaching methods out in the world and producing less than adequate art. Almost all are addicted to the photographic image and are unable to wean themselves from it. Many of today's classical realist, figurative, and genre painters tend to download photos onto their computers, manipulate them, and then have Irish chiclet or Roland images printed on canvases. Then they put the canvas on stretcher bars, some will airbrush over them, while others will glaze or paint thinly over the printed canvas. Voila, an amazing realist image. These artist-enhanced prints or pictures are passed off as originals to the unsuspecting public. Sometimes the artists, and certainly their adoring public, never realize the wanting nature of the product. We could name a number of famous artists who do this, 
but each one tries to hide their creative method, which is impoverished, unnourished, and flat, like the print made from it. I recently visited two print shops that admittedly reproduced prints on canvas for the artists to paint upon. Neither would say who their client artists were, because it was a dirty little secret that would undermine the artist's market if the public knew. Artists use this method for several reasons. First of all, it dramatically quickens the race to completion. Remember, time is money. Second, most of the artists are quite poorly trained and cannot draw or paint very well. So our most realistic painters are usually more product-driven than process-driven, and it is apparent in the lack of quality of their work. There was a time when the illustrators were trained in fine art schools. Now, sadly, the fine artists are being trained in illustrator schools. Since the design and studio art areas have become polarized at opposite ends of the spectrum, a void has developed between them. Today, very few quality art schools exist that are capable of filling this niche. Sadly, rigorous academic studio art education has been so gutted that the Art Renewal Center's website, which lists recommended art ateliers and studios, find very few of merit. This gaping void must be filled before more young lives and careers are damaged. What can we do? Our best realist artists are honestly wrestling with this problem. They have sought to find a third alternative to the either-or option now available to them. At this point, a third area in the visual arts departments, alongside of the design and studio areas, would make much sense. In our creative art departments, there should be three, not two, areas for incoming art students to choose between. I dare say that this other area would be the most popular. The third option might be called the Realist Fine Art Department. How do we get America's universities and colleges to do this? Most of them have diversity clauses in their policies. In art, this has to do with gender, sexual orientation, ethnicity, income, and region, but amazingly not style. Therefore, everybody may look different, but they think the same. Why not diversity in artistic expression? Aren't we born that way too? We should demand that under state university diversity policy that traditional realist art not be excluded or discriminated against.